today we are talking about really seven things that I or we know about money now that we didn't know when we were in our 20s. Yeah. We were just young pups. Young pups. But uh, we didn't, I didn't really know anything. But now you know everything. I knew debt was bad. Now I know everything. <laughs> you guys don't even know. <laughs> what was that, Mindy? Uh, but well, we use that at the end of our class. Guys, I'm like so smart right now. You don't even know. Yeah. Anyway. That's me. Not Mindy. It wasn't Mindy. It was, uh, what's her face from The Office, right? It was. Yeah. Kelly Kapoor. Kelly Kapoor. Mm -hmm. So anyway, if you're uh, tuning in on YouTube with us, why don't you do me a favor and hit that little subscribe button because we are inching towards 1,000 um, subscribers on this channel. And this isn't our main YouTube channel. We have another YouTube channel that we do like kind of... Um, I don't know, more edited video that we're putting on there. Um, but this channel, specifically for our podcast, and we'd love to hit 1,000 subscribers. Yeah. That'd be fun. And so we're getting close. Let's so anyway, if you are doing that, um, and uh, if, well, one question I have for you before we dive into all of this, like what's one thing that you have learned about your money yeah. uh, that you're like, I wish I would have known this I when I was 20. I wish I would have known. It would have been good. It would have been helpful. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Shannon, for that. Appreciate that. Um, so anyway, a lot of what we're talking about today is inspired by an Instagram post. A lot of times I'll see people post something on Instagram. I'll see an article or something. I'm like, oh, this is great. I want to talk about this. Yeah. So this falls in that category. So found this guy's um, list, and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot in here that I agree with. There's a mm -hmm. couple we want to add. Uh, and so we're just going to go go down the list and um, do all this. But anyway... So yeah, the guy's name is Ian Builds Wealth. Um, he's got a good channel or a good uh, uh, page on Instagram. What do you call it? Profile. Profile. Is that anyway? Profile. He's got a good profile on Instagram, so you can follow him, um, find out more. But anyway, so let's dive in. Let's get to the first one here, uh, and and it's kind of worded weird, but um, if I can just flip over, the first one he says is to become a student of money, and uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Do you have any thoughts on this? So, yeah, something that I don't think I realized when I was 20 is how important money is in your everyday life. Yes. As far as, like, it's a, it's a constant it conversation. Everything. Yeah, it just affects everything. Because I, I remember, because there's this young, naive, you know, young 20-something mentality, or at least that I had, mm -hmm. of... You know, I'm just going to do whatever, follow my passions. I don't care if I make money. I don't right. care about money. Money isn't going to blah, 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 blah. And in any way, when I think what's really interesting about that is there's something really healthy about yeah, that. Yeah, I was just going to say that. There's something really healthy about it that mm -hmm. I think a lot of people lose over their right. 20s and 30s um, to where everything is about money. Every decision is about money. So there's something healthy in that. But there's also there's this balance uh, that <laughs> I don't think enough people get hold of uh, yeah, I mean, at a young age. Like when I think about it, it's like the, <laughs> yeah, when you're living in your parents' house, you know, there was this Instagram thing. It was like everything that I do differently from when I was living in my parents' house to when I actually moved out. And it was like, you know, squirting toothpaste all over the yes. counter and everything, <laughs> just not caring. And then, you know, what it, it's like you, you squeeze out just this tiny little sliver. Yeah. I mean, cause there is that mentality of like, I'm, you know, and I think it's the same thing of like, I'm going to live forever. I'm going to go ride a motorcycle without a helmet and do wheelies on the highway yeah, type of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that same mentality of nothing could possibly go wrong. And part of that is good, especially if we are trusting God. But when the reality sets in, it's a really hard 
pill to swallow. <laughs> yeah, because it affects every Everything. area of our lives. Like, like I, one of the things I'm constantly trying to teach my kids is they're like, let's just go do this. And I'm like, do you know that that costs money? They don't, they don't have any clue. And I don't think I really like was putting those pieces together as a kid. And I think that was part of the problem. Yeah. It's not that I want my kids to feel bad for all the money that I'm spending on them, but I just want them to keep in mind, this is why that we make some of these decisions is because yeah. money is a factor in all of it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's not you, the only factor, but it is a yeah, factor. If you want to go to school, decisions. it costs money to go to school. Yeah. If you want to, and I have to drive you there. So that's money that I have to pay in gas. Yeah. Do I not want to do it? No. It's just that, that if, like, the more they can be thinking, oh, everything costs money, I think the more it's going to help them realize everything costs money. Yeah, so coming <laughs> back to this idea of being a student of money, I don't think, I, I don't think everybody should become a financial expert. I don't, that's not the point at all. But I do think that having a working knowledge of yeah. um, just how money works well, obviously is super helpful for all of us. You yeah. Know? No, and I mean, I was thinking about that. I'm like, Bob is able to answer so many people's questions that I'm not able to answer. But if I were to get in a situation where <coughs> I needed the answer to something, that's when I would learn it probably. Yeah. Isn't it like that with most everything else? Yeah. Like, yep. you're like, I want to build a garden. So now I have to learn about gardening. Like, you can well, plant you some enjoy tomato. It. Yeah, like you when can you... plant some tomato seeds or, you know, tomato plants. But... If they don't go right, then you're like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? And then yeah. you start learning from there, right? Yeah, but I think that's powerful, too, like where you learn um, about things uh, as you need them, and that makes it more fun to do it, Yeah, you know? Right. Anyway, all right, moving on to number two. Um, it says focus on discipline over motivation, okay? And and I think and he goes on to say, growing your money isn't the hard part. Investing ten to twenty percent of your income is, mm-hmm. and few get this early on. And uh, and I agree. Like I, I think the the actual um, and and when you don't know it, and just again, like you're talking about gardening, it's like I have no idea how to garden um, or how to grow toma- tomatoes or whatever the thing mm-hmm. is. It's like everything seems difficult. Everything seems hard. Um, but. At the end of the day, the truth is, is that actually, you know, growing and multiplying your money like isn't that difficult. But the hardest part is actually doing, uh, letting go of some of it to actually do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and that <coughs> facet of discipline, I think, um, yeah, I didn't have as much in my early twenties as I would have liked. Yeah, because you think, or you're like, oh, I'm so motivated to, and it reminds me of cleaning out a closet. You open the closet and you're like, that's it. I'm not taking this anymore. And you go start cleaning it out and halfway done, you're like, what have I done? Yep. <laughs> this is the worst choice of my life. But motivation, the motivation only brought you, so you into far. it. Right. But the discipline is what and sustains then, like, you through it. Yeah. Two weeks later, you're still looking at all that stuff that you took out on the, and it's sitting on the floor, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's like that only takes you so far, but knowing, okay, no, I'm going to follow through with this. Yeah. That's the thing to focus your attention on. Yeah. All right, third on the list is to respect debt. Respect. And I love what he says here. The world will make it easy for you to borrow, and the world will also make it difficult for you to pay back. Respect debt for what it is, a tax on your future. Yeah. That is true. Like, we call it the gotta-have-it-now tax. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not always debt. You know, I don't think all debt is a gotta-have-it-now tax, but a lot of it was for us. Oh, for sure. For me. And, and I... Yeah, and in my early 20s, I didn't get that. Yeah, and then sometimes, that, some cases, that's worth it to pay. I yeah. need 
a medical attention. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stitches in my knee. Right. I need stitches. Yep. You pay the tax. You pay the tax. <laughs> that's fine. Right. Like it's it's worth it in those instances. It's just when you're like, I really need that dress. I mean, you know, I yeah. I think about this a lot. Every time there's a new event coming up, I think, man, I need something new to wear. And it's the dumbest thing. It's like, why? These people have never seen my entire wardrobe before. <laughs> why do I feel like I need something new every time a new event comes up? But there, you know, there's that thing of I I gotta have it for something for this reason. It's like I more have to importantly, have like why why do we care? Why do we care? Why does it matter? Why why does it matter that you've worn the same dress to events? I don't know. Times? I, I mean, yeah, I'm I not. I don't know. I know, isn't it weird? It is. It's weird, but it's definitely something that's there. Yeah. So anyway, right. number four on the list: small amounts invested can go very far. Mm. And he gives a couple of illustrations here, in which, yeah, if you invest two hundred dollars a month starting at twenty-one, you have almost seven hundred thousand when you retire at sixty-five. That's super easy, two hundred dollars a month. Now, if you invest two hundred dollars a month starting at thirty-seven, you'll have just under two hundred thousand. So seven hundred thousand versus two hundred thousand. I've seen some really cool illustrations. I think these are so powerful when you. It'll it'll compare someone who is age twenty who invests a few thousand dollars or something a year um, for five years and then does nothing else mm -hmm. until they're sixty five, and that will beat out someone who starts from age thirty five until sixty five and invests the same amount every year. Like so, yeah. Time I, is the ally. I remember when I was when I had my very first job. I mean, I was maybe twenty, maybe nineteen. I mean, real young. And this guy was like, you know, I can I can think back now, and he was trying to be cool, but I knew he wishes he could just grab me by the shoulders and shake me because he was saying, I just want you to know, if you invest $3,000 a year for the next three years, by the time you retire, you'll be a millionaire. Probably. Yeah. And I was like, how am I, where am I going to get $3,000? That's all I could think. <laughs> yeah. Where am I going to get $3,000? Are you kidding me? Three thousand yeah. dollars might as well have been a million dollars to me at that point, you know. Yeah, and I know. Because when you're when you're young and you're spending one hundred and fifty percent of your income, <laughs> I just think it's fascinating. I know this makes us sound old, but I just think it's so fascinating how fast it goes. The, so I'm forty two right now, mm -hmm. and I still feel like I'm twenty something. Like until it just, you hang out with a twenty year old, yes, and you're like, that's nah. true. <laughs> That's true, but like I don't feel right. like twenty years have gone by, mm -hmm. and and so then whatever another twenty, it's like we're at retirement age, quote retirement age or whatever. So it's like I yeah. know that next twenty is going to go by just as fast, if not faster. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the yeah. longer you live, I think the faster time goes. All right, I think that's what it is. All right, number five on the list: don't rush to buy expensive stuff. Um, Clothing and sneakers will get old. BMW will lose all of its value. It might be cool right now, but the allure will wear off and you'll just be stuck with the bill. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. one of the things you talk about is if you would have bought Apple stock instead of buying an iPhone. Yeah. That type of idea. Like when it came out. Yeah. Right. That, so I remember seeing this illustration on this. And we or talk an about this. Or whatever it was. Yeah. We talk about this in our investing course, kind of break it out because I saw this somewhere else. I'm like, this is super powerful. Like basically... Mm -hmm. Essentially, how much money you'd have if when the first iMac came out, if you invested that amount instead of um, buying the actual iMac, or when the first iPhone came out, if you invested whatever, like $500, $1,000. $1, yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy. It's crazy. Many millions of dollars on the first iMac, in case you're curious. Uh, and, and so that idea is just, it's one of my favorite, um, 
kind of investing strategies, I guess, is like when I find a product that I absolutely love, why not um, consider uh, investing in the stock? We went to you know? Bucky's for the first time <laughs> a couple months ago. It's the first one that we've seen. I don't even know if we've seen one before this. I don't know if anybody who all knows. Yeah, Bucky's, throw something in the chat if you know what Bucky's is. You, if you know, you know. It's one of those places that it is like going into Walmart, but it's a gas station or Costco or something. I'm not yeah. really sure. It's like they have everything. They, I mean, they have like you know grills inside. They're making barbecue, like <laughs> and. Uh, clothes, like it really would be a great place if you're like, man, I like, I have a uh, emergency in my car. I'm thinking of like a kid having a blowout in their diaper or something like that. Yes. You know, that would be a great place. The road, the, yeah. Well, you said the the um, the bathroom attendants were wiping down the walls while you were in there. Yeah. Like, there's then there's a hundred stalls. I mean, there's. <laughs> yeah. So it was busy, but also it was like there was enough for everybody. And we left, and Bob was like, I'm going to see if I can buy that stock. <laughs> so, yeah, I was so impressed with, uh, yeah, with just what they're doing, the product, so much that I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see if I can and get in on this. And he was so disappointed. So it's a private company, out. so you can't buy it. But, uh, but anyway, it was just first, uh, that was my first experience with Chick-fil-A, too. Literally, mm. the first time I walked into Chick-fil-A, I'm like, something is different about this place. And this is probably... 20 years ago now. Uh, and I remember, like, the same thing. I went to the website, and I'm like, I want to buy their stock. And yeah. then, again, also private company couldn't buy. But had I been able to buy, like, It would have been a great made, investment. Man, so much money off of Chick-fil-A. They've grown so much since uh, that wasn't point. Wasn't I with you the first time you went to Chick-fil-A? No, this was in Florida oh, before oh. you were around. Before my time. A few months before I met you. Yeah. Okay, so, well, that's number anyway, six. Anyway, yeah, number six on this list, stop comparing, you know. And that's what Lakeisha just mentioned. Lakeisha. Yeah. She knows. The Bible says not to compare ourselves among ourselves. Um, and, and yeah, the keeping up with the Joneses, Kardashian stuff. Like, that's that's been one of the, man, if I look back at any facets of our financial life that we would, for us, determine as this has been a success, I think that that is an underlying um, something in all of it, that we've chosen to not play the same games that everybody else is playing, yeah. not run the same race as everybody else. And once you do that, like it, it just frees you up in so many different ways. It allows you to make so many other important decisions so much easier mm -hmm. and, uh, and sets well, you up for a path for success. I mean, this was something I feel like I got pretty young. This was a lesson I feel like I got pretty young because I just was not, I was never the coolest. I wasn't the prettiest. We didn't have the most money. Now you are <laughs> coolest, prettiest. And I mean, I don't know about the most money, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, <clears throat> there were so many people that I felt like would try and prove that they were better than me. And I was like, you don't have to prove it. It's clear that you're better than me. You're smarter than me. You're whatever. You win. You're just winning. let it go. And so it was like I just took myself out of the race, and it was so freeing and liberating because there were some people that did some weird stuff where they were trying to compare, like, the two of us. One girl was, like, wanting to be skinnier than me. I was like, who cares? Like, Or she wanted to prove that she was skinnier than me. I was like, why does it matter? Why does it matter? I don't, I don't feel like this is, like, an argument worth having. Yeah. 
And it was just like, just these little digs every once in a while about how I was one size bigger than her. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> I was like, ooh, a whole size bigger than you? Like, what? I don't know. Anyway, I just kind of was like, okay, I'm not the skinniest. What does that mean? Does that make me any different? Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's not what builds our character. It's yeah. not what proves our character. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I think the more we can get base our lives, our decisions, our, yeah, just make it be about pleasing an audience of one. Yeah. And getting... Jesus. He's stop, talking about Jesus. He's talking about Jesus, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop thinking about what other people think. I don't know. It's helpful. Yeah. Number seven on his list is to stick to what you know. If you don't fully understand it, don't put your money into it. There will always be other investment opportunities. Um Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. This is like, I, I've seen this proven out so many times. It's it's absolutely scary. It's frightening. The number of times people have emailed me and said, "Bob, I heard about this awesome stock that's going to be amazing." <laughs> I'm like, "What do they do?" It's like, "I don't know, but I just heard from a friend of a friend of a cousin that it's going to make so much money, and so I just want to invest in it." And I'm like, "You don't know what it does. Like, how can you invest in it? Like, why oh. would you invest in it?" You know, so it's literally like the opposite of um, my Chick-fil-A and Bucky's experience. As a customer going in there, I saw the value and I saw right. that these guys are on to something. Now, that's not the only reason that you would invest in a company, but but seeing that, feeling that, experiencing that, I understand Chick-fil-A. I understand good food. I understand good service. And I understand right. I had been to a lot of other fast food restaurants and I saw the stark <laughs> contrast between Chick-fil-A and other ones. And yeah. anyway... So the point is, I've seen this, and I've watched tragically so many people lose so much oh. money uh, by not following this and rule. And you really call it every time. You're like, oh, man, so-and-so <laughs> not, is... Not like in a... No, not like I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right. In a big brother yeah. way. You're like, oh, man. And then you find out later, you're like, they put all of their money into it. And you're like, oh, what should I have done differently? Because it is, it, it's one of those things that people want the success really fast. Yeah. And they don't care. <laughs> well, they they don't do they don't do the I don't know. Yeah. So um, Warren Buffett is one of my um, investing mentors. I would say you know mm -hmm. haven't had a chance to meet with him personally, but um, <laughs> but and I'll just add this because every once in a while somebody emails me about this. Like yes, I I don't. Uh, he's not a spiritual mentor. Like. I, there's a lot of things that Warren and I don't agree on and I vehemently disagree with him on. But in terms of an investor, the dude's really sharp. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and one of the things he talks about is a circle of competence. And, and he says, as an investor, and he says, I stick by this. I have a circle of competence, an area, um, industries that I'm familiar with, that I understand, and I don't go outside of that. And, uh, and that has kept him um, uh, secure as an investor that's allowed him to make a whole lot of money and be mm -hmm. really, really successful and be whatever, fifth richest person in the world because of that, because he just stayed in his lane. He yeah. invested in things that he understood and he knew, and he continued to learn to expand his circle of competence. But, um, but again, he wasn't just going because this guy or, you know, Jim Cramer or whatever said, go buy this stock. It's going to blow up. Like, um, yeah, there's some solid wisdom there. Yeah. So, All right. Is that all of them or is well, there more? I got two more I want to kind of touch oh, yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two more bonus ones, I guess. But bonus. yeah. But yeah, I want to hear in the chat. Uh, Please. Yeah, let us know. Like if you have any that you're like, yes, this, Tell I wish I would have known this wish. then. So these last two are just kind of um, uniquely, I think, for us as Christians. And the first one for me is that 
I wish I would have known at age 20 or 25 that with money as a Christian, everything is a test. Mm. And that God, I think, uses money all the time in various different ways to test us and to see where our heart is. And I think when you understand that, it puts things in perspective. And so when you see things going bad, poorly, like financially, it's just challenging right now. That's a test. This is an opportunity uh, to pass that test. You know, you know what I mean? And in the same token, like when things are going well, like this is a test. (laughs) And so what are you going to do? Um, and, and I think God just wants to see that and reveal that to us, yeah. you know, to, to allow us to, uh, to graciously uh, see where our heart is so that yeah. we can um, ask him for help, you know. Well, and I love how our pastor talked through testing. Uh, she, you know, she, she did this as, a, as one of her sermons, and she talked about how testing was really just a, an opportunity for promotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Not so much, and I tell this to my kids all the time because we homeschool, and they're like, oh, I don't want to do the test. And I think they immediately have this thing of, if I get it wrong, then I feel ashamed. Yeah. And I'm like, but all they're really doing is trying to figure out what you know and if we need to review more. You know what yeah. I mean? Because that's how the algorithm for their thing is set up. Yeah. Do we need to keep reviewing this, or do you have it? Are you solid on this? And, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like that idea of it I like looking at it that way and framing it that way in my mind so that I don't go through like thinking oh well this is just to prove me wrong this is just to make me look stupid this is just a which is kind of where I've how I felt about it in the past yeah I don't know about you oh absolutely yeah I mean my school experience did that to me um and and so I think that's also an important point to understand that that's not the way that God does testing. Right. And that's not the way that he's viewing it. He's just tr- not trying to like, um, make us feel bad just, but to, I think reveal where we are and where we can grow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we improve. That's how we become more like Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So I think had I known that in my early twenties, that would have been helpful. Um, yeah. All right. What was the other thing? Uh, the, yeah, the last one for me yeah. is that if I would have known this, just as Christians, we have an unfair advantage when it comes to money. And I feel like most Christians don't get this, don't understand. Mm-hmm. But we live in a world with so much noise and chaos and so many people screaming at us about getting rich quick and mm-hmm. about whatever, just borrow everything all the time and like we're being inundated with all these foolish messages while the Bible has specific, really, really concrete and specific financial wisdom for us that if we just follow that, then like we're, we're going to be set up yeah. well financially for life. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly for eternity, <laughs> like yeah. we're, we're going to, um, be very, very grateful when we cross over into heaven, um, based on what we did on earth. Yeah. And, and I just had no idea. Like, I thought maybe the Bible had some verses about money, but I never really understood and thought, if I actually literally make my financial decisions based on what the Bible says, even though it feels old, even though it feels like it's going to take longer, even though it feels like all these different things, if I just do that, then I'm going to have a very healthy, satisfying financial life yeah. that I'm going to be able to impact a lot of people over mm-hmm. the world. Um yeah. And I just didn't get that. I didn't know that. And I'm, you know, I feel like I'm still like grasping that and understanding that on a deeper level. Yeah. 
but there, there's so much there. And that's, you know, and that's part of why we wrote the book. Like, how do we extract some of this wisdom out of the Bible? Right. Um, and, and put that into 21st century terms for people right. to grab hold of, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think one of the things I wish I would have known is how easy it is for money to sort of consume your heart. Yeah. To, yeah, that's good. To kind of be the center of your attention. Um, and, you know, we know that the Bible talks about you can't serve God, God and mammon, and, you know, yep. and all that stuff. And there's the rich young ruler and trying to fit through the camel or the camel through the eye of the needle yeah you know there's all this stuff that makes you just feel like i'm doing something wrong all the time <laughs> yeah and i wish i would have seen it as the lord's uh guidebook rather than yep. a finger pointed at me yep yep about yeah. about him just saying i actually just want to walk you through this so that you don't fall into these traps yeah you know and, um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, what, it, what is that. it, John, isn't it three seventeen or whatever? It said Jesus didn't come to judge the world, right? Yeah. But to save us. To condemn the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like that, and I think that's, it's so easy to get into that pharisaical mindset mm -hmm. and, um, and just assume that that's what all of the Bible is, is just finger pointing, you know? Yeah. When really it's a love letter, you know? Right. Um, yeah, yes, and it's like, it. and it's an instruction manual. Like that's what's so mm -hmm. powerful about a lot of this stuff. But um, anyway, so those are our nine, ten, whatever. I don't know what number we ended up on. I know. Uh, and there's a whole lot more. I think we could, you know, go if we had more time to just expand on a lot of other ideas of things that a lot of dumb things I did in my twenties. <laughs> you know, so I feel like there's still dumb things I do. Yeah, well, I make we're a, human. I make a decision and I'm like. I, I know better than this, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> We're here. I mean, yeah, well, it's the, the flesh. We're always fighting the flesh. Yeah. Can't, can't get around it. So anyway. anyway. All, right. all right. Well, thank you all for coming to hang out with us today. Um, if you haven't already, um, give us a like if you are enjoying it. Uh, hit the so subscribe button. Up. See if we can get this up to 1,000. And um, I think that's all for today. Yeah. And we'll see you day. next Thursday at 1 p.m. Central. Um, we're streaming to now YouTube and um, Facebook and uh, maybe Twitter. I'm not sure. What about yeah. Amazon or something? No, that's not happening right now. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Anyway, 1 p.m. Central. We're doing the podcast live. Love to see you there. All right. Take care, y'all. See ya. See ya. Thanks for joining us on the Seed Time Money Podcast. And remember, money isn't the goal, but it's simply a tool to help you fulfill your purpose and your calling. And we'd love to help you achieve true financial freedom faster with our email newsletter. So if you want exclusive money tips and hope-filled encouragement in your inbox, head over to seedtime.com to get signed up.